Hello, everyone. This is the Daily Occupation. My name's Anika. Let's get started. For this episode, I wanted to focus on my journey with the NBCOT exam. It was a very intimidating and frustrating time for studying, but it had to be done and it was doable. So I just wanted to share my experience with everyone and provide some insight as to some tips and tricks that I found helpful. And just to add another resource for you all, because there are so many resources out there, and I think that people just need to know where to look to find them. So to start, I'm just going to preface by saying that for my doctorate degree, for that final rotation, for my doctoral capstone experience, we were required through our school to purchase therapy ed and engage in some 50 question quizzes through therapy ed and then a full practice exam. And we had to pass that practice exam in order to pass the course. And so I already had therapy ed before starting my true studying. So I did start studying before graduating because of that course for my school, but I didn't really start my big study session like my big study plan of studying every single day very thoroughly until later. So I already had Therapy Ed, which I think is a really great resource. It is very dense. That book is is a lot, but it is good. It just takes time to get through it. And those questions are difficult, but they really help you practice dissecting the question and learning how to answer the question versus knowing the content more in that sense. So I had therapy ed for school and I continued to use that throughout my study process. I also, before beginning my big study plan, I took the therapy ed course that was a two-day course provided by therapy ed and you were able to, you received a manual and it really helped you learn about dissecting the questions and truly understanding what keywords to pick out, how to know which answer is more correct than others based off of those keywords. So I would highly recommend taking that course if you are able because it's very helpful in how to take the exam versus just studying the content. So through that course, I was able to kind of get an idea that both therapy and NBCOT recommend a four to six week study plan that seems to be the most effective for everyone. And so I scheduled a four-week study plan because I had to take my exam at a certain date because I already had been offered a job and was hoping to start at a certain time and wanted my results in time to be able to start at that date and not have to delay it. So I created that four-week study plan, and what I did was I scheduled what I would, what topics I would do each day and which resources I would use. I'm going to add that to my website as a resource for you if you're interested and definitely can change the layout of it all if you'd like, but it is kind of a nice template to have, and I really appreciated having that insight from that course. 
And so throughout that four weeks, I studied at least four to five hours a day. I never did a full eight-hour day of studying. And a lot of the times I would have a friend with me to study or to Zoom call with so we could take questions together to further discuss them and break them down. And then I did them on my own as well because you have to take the exam on your own, obviously. And so it's important to practice by yourself as well. But having those meaningful conversations and really dissecting those questions to further understand is so important. So I highly recommend at least one other person to study with you once in a while and take some of those practice questions or just dissect some more information. So I utilized, like I said, therapy ed during that four-week plan. I also used the AOTA PDFs, quizzes, and the clinical simulation tests that they provide. I think it is very worth it. I think the AOTA PDFs and those quizzes really helped with learning more about the content versus breaking down the question, but you need to know some of that content in order to know which of the questions or which of the answers is going to be more correct than some others. And so the AOTA PDFs were so helpful. There are 18 of them, and there are so many different topics that they cover. They cover all of the topic areas, and those quizzes, they are different number, there's different amounts of questions depending on the topic. But it's nice because you can break up quizzes by topic so you can know the percentage of which areas you're struggling more with. So for me, personally, I struggled more with pediatrics and musculoskeletal and then the return to work and ergonomic area just because with the return to work, we didn't learn as much in school as um, I would have liked, but also I understand it's a specialization. Pediatrics is huge and broad and personally, I'm more of an adult OT um, and I can appreciate pediatrics, but it is very difficult. <laughs> and musculoskeletal is also just a big topic area. And I kind of struggled a little bit with some of the hands and splint areas. So for me, I was able to learn through AOTA that those areas were not as hot for me. So I need to go back and learn and either read in therapy ed, read the AOTA PDFs, or one of the books I really liked to use was Padretti. Padretti was the occupational dysfunction book that I had in school. And I will bring, put a link on my website for that book as well, just so people kind of know what book that is. And I think that was very helpful. I also used the NBCOT study pack. I was able to purchase that on sale. That was amazing resource because it's through NBCOT. The questions are pretty similar to the exam, I would say, in the sense that you know, it gives you the three to four, like three to four answers to choose from. And it kind of has those similar, it's just worded similarly to the exam. And I really enjoyed that. And so for the MBCOT study pack, you're able to get a couple different tools. You're able to take a pretest and you can learn which domains you're having more difficulty with. For me, as a new grad, it was the intervention area that I was a little bit more below on and needed to it told me to practice a little bit more on. However, MBCOT always stresses to look at all the domains, even if you're not struggling as much with some, because it's good to look at all of them. And so they break up by domain the different areas. And for each domain, they have flashcards. They have a knowledge match, which pretty much gives you three options. And there's a statement that pops up and you have to choose which statement it matches. So for example, this frame of reference uses volition 
and then you choose moho. So that was really helpful. And then there was a mini test of 50 questions and study guide questions of another 50 questions. So you'd get a total of 100 questions per each domain. And you could take them multiple times if you wanted to. And then you could kind of track your scores. And then after doing all those domains, you can go in and you can do another full Uh, not a full practice exam, but there's a practice exam available. That's a hundred questions. And then you can do a full practice exam, which is 170 questions and the clinical simulation test. I will say that these are not timed. So it's, I always used my phone or a watch to time myself just to see how long I was taking. And I used that final full practice exam two days before my real exam to simulate it all. And when I took my exam is when COVID is going on. So I practiced wearing my mask during those hours and really tried to simulate sitting in that exam room. Another thing that I used very frequently in my study experience was OT Miri. If you don't know about OT Miri, you can find her page on Facebook, and she also has a website, and also her videos are linked to YouTube. She is amazing at breaking down content to be very doable and breakable pieces, and it's just she makes it more manageable, and then you can build up on that knowledge. And she has such a wide array of topics. She has pediatrics, neuro musculoskeletal frames of reference and she also talks about her own journey in the MBCOT exam and some other tips and tricks. Lastly, the last resource that I used for more of my passive study days or to just add after taking those practice exams or those practice tests day to day was OT Exam Prepper, the podcast. I really enjoyed the podcast. It was nice. I took notes while I listened to it, and he also provides study guides or visuals for what he is talking about, and he likes to use mnemonics. That is very helpful for some people and some people not as much, but some of the mnemonics really stuck with me. He uses Star Wars, Harry Potter, and Lord of the Rings. And then he has other ones that aren't as much a mnemonic, but other ways to remember. So if you're someone who really likes mnemonics, I would highly recommend checking out OT Exam Prepper Podcast. So those are the resources that I used. And I just wanted to kind of let that out there and for people to know that there are those resources out there and there are more than just what I used. I just found that I wanted to use a handful of resources, but I didn't want to bombard myself with too many. So I was going between too many things because I wanted that consistency of having to... I would do the AOTA topic of pediatrics, and then I would watch the OT Miri videos on pediatrics. I like to just go through those few instead of going through all these different resources and getting kind of confused as to which ones I did or focusing too hard on getting access to all these different resources. So I just really tried to lay down that schedule for the day and just focus on that topic area. And then I had it so then the last four days of my four-week study plan before the exam, I took um, the practice exams through therapy ed and then the study pack, like I mentioned. And then the day before my exam, I just watched a couple OT Miri videos again, but just I, I, I just listened. I didn't 
study vigorously or type things down. I just listened for some of those areas that were a little more difficult for me. And then the rest of the day, I just relaxed. I went on a walk. I vented a little of my stress. And I just tried to get in that mindset of, you can do this. You got this. And I think that that's something that's very important when going into the exam is you got this. You have spent these years in school preparing for this. You've gone on field work. You have your own personal experiences to think of, and you've been prepping for this. You can do it. It is doable. It's scary, but it's doable. And when you get in the exam, take your time. I'm a big rusher. I'm that person who I can take a practice exam in an hour and a half. Yeah, an hour and a half for 170 questions plus the three clinical simulations. I very frequently missed keywords. (laughs) So for me, I had to learn to allow myself more time. Take your time. Look at your options. Highlight the keywords available to you. And that really helped me. If you're someone who is more like a turtle, they say, and you take a long time to take a test. You're taking five hours for a practice test of 100 questions. You probably will want a timer as well, but in this sense, you're going to try and increase your time and not focus too much on going back and forth between questions or answers or not trying to focus too hard on one portion of the question. Just look at the overall theme and try and move through there. And Therapy Ed, that course, is helpful in having that. In the manual, they have some tips and tricks for the different types of test taker you are. So you get to the exam, take your time, go to the bathroom, get the nervous pee out, as I say, because that's what happens to me (laughs) because I always have my coffee. And you just get to your exam space, get everything laid out, Write on your scratch piece of paper, your whiteboard, O-T-R-L or C-O-T-A, and write, you got this, 450. That's the score you need. You can do this. Give yourself those affirmations. Take a deep breath. Close your eyes. I loved using guided imagery during my exam. When I noticed that I was getting a little excited or nervous because there was a question where I was like, ooh. I did not study that, or I did, and I remember studying it, but I have no idea what it is or exactly what it's talking about because no one is 100% prepared for the exam. So what I did is I just calmed down, leaned back in my chair, took a breath, and I just visualized a calm, nice area. I love nature and I love trees. So of course, I pictured myself in a forest, very calm and pictured myself having passed the exam and able to go and be in this forest and with the sun shining and it not wasn't cold or sterile like the exam center and it just helped calm me do what works for you you know yourself you know your teaching style you've been through school for how many years now you know how you learn and you know how you take tests so just really try and hone in on those strengths of yours going into that exam confident because it's already stressful. If you're going to be scared or nervous or so anxious that you can't focus on the question, how are you going to be able to answer it? So know that you have it. Take those deep breaths and just take it. 
after the exam is so scary. You don't know what you're going to get. You don't have control over the situation, but just have faith and know that you did what you could and that no matter what happens, you will be okay and you will get your dream job and you will engage in that wonderful world of OT that we love. So I hope that this was helpful in just a quick small pick-me-up slash journey about the NBCOT exam and some of my own personal insight into the exam. I will provide some links or resources for you all if you are wanting to access some of those resources that I discussed in this podcast. And I would also like to introduce you. I now have a Facebook page. If you go to The Daily Occupation, it is there. You have to, it's a group, so it's a private membership. But if you make a request, I will accept you. And what I want for the Facebook page is yes, I will link resources there. But I want us to be able to have those open discussions, ask questions to each other to figure out. If there's something that I'm struggling with with this area, can we please discuss this more? Or does someone have any insight about this for the MBCOT exam? And I'm also going to have people open for discussion for different topic areas in the sense of current practice and things like that as well. So it's not solely the MBCOT exam, but it's not solely just for current practitioners either. I want this to be an open community for us all to have discussion. I also have a website. And that is where you can find my podcasts. And I'm going to be creating a blog as well for some other areas of my life that still include OT that I may not podcast about in depth enough or as much of compared to the blog. And just other where I'll put my resources down for you, where I'll put some of those documents on helping with the MBCOT exam, those journal articles that I'm going to be talking about for my topics of the month. So if you could go and look at that. The address is thedailyoccupation.wixsite.com slash podcast slash about. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Anika. This is The Daily Occupation. 